Hey listeners, uh, before we get to today's podcast, I just want to thank our sponsors who make this podcast possible. First off, we have Tiny and Sons Glass. Does your vehicle have cameras or driver's assist? If so, when your windshield is replaced, it will need to be recalibrated. What is recalibration? When your vehicle's windshield is replaced, the safety systems need to then be tested to ensure that they work with your new windshield. Some vehicles require static recalibration, and others require a dynamic recalibration. Not sure who to trust to take care of this recalibration for you? Well, just call Tiny & Sons Glass in Pembroke, Mass. They're experts in auto glass and registered company of the Auto Glass Safety Council. Plus, they make it easy. They will call your insurance company for you. Get your windshield replaced by their highly trained auto glass technicians. And get your vehicle recalibrated so you can be back on the road. Tiny and Sons Glass, keeping you and your family safe. And our second sponsor today is Baxter Blue. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of the glare. The past year, we've all been glued to our devices more than ever. And here at Art, we're making more content. We have some video content we're doing a lot of audio stuff live streaming which all means i'm sitting in front of the computer pretty much any time i'm awake i am in front of the computer eyes glued to the screen our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result baxter blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold this is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off the next purchase of blue light sleep or kids' glasses. Click on the link in our show notes for an exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. So thanks again for our sponsors for sponsoring the show, and now let's jump right into the podcast. Welcome back, Inebriites. This is Andy, the Inebriart Podcast. And uh, it's crazy to think that a year ago, I had not even known what Zoom is. And now, I'd say like 90% of our podcast is done through Zoom. But uh, today, joining me, uh, am I remembering right that you're from in Toronto? You're from New Zealand, right? Mm-hmm. From, from New Zealand, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Merck, welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Well, no, I'm actually not. Sorry, I'm not in Toronto. I'm I'm in New Zealand. Oh, you I'm are in New Zealand. Zealand. Okay. Yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. No, not at all. No, I'm in I'm in Auckland, New Zealand. So yeah. I think it's the time change. So it's gonna be like the middle of the night for you, right? No, it's first thing in the morning. So I've got oh, okay. coffee. There you um, go. Slowly waking up. You're you're my, you're slowly easing me into the day, Andy. <laughs> oh, that's what you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So. What, is there a big music scene in, in New Zealand? I, it, it's one of those places I would love to go um, mm. eventually, but it's such a mm. such a long flight. It's a very long flight. It's a very long and expensive flight. And also these days, you know that that can't, you can't just go do that, can you? Um, oh no, yeah. I don't think they let Americans go anywhere now. 
<laughs> um, yeah, the music scene in New Zealand is great. It's great. Oh, I, I absolutely adore it. Um, we are quite like isolated from the rest of the world. And so, you know, we, we're quite bored down here, I guess. And so we um, just have to make do with what we have. And, and it, um, it just means that there's just a lot of really cool, interesting creativity in like a DIY culture. Mm -hmm. um, with like the history of the New Zealand music scene is pretty special. Like we've had, I don't know if you've heard of Flying Nun Records, which is like um, in the 80s, like a big deal in the indie scene um and they kind of this little town called Dunedin down in the South Island just like was just making all of these amazing indie guitar bands that really were super influential all around the world and then obviously we've got um Crowded House and yeah. um who, who, are, who are a big deal and and just the local scene today is just, yeah so many really cool special bands who are doing big things internationally yeah i i feel yeah now do you think that isolation it. kind of plays into it where you don't have as much influence kind of telling you what you should and shouldn't do i i think so i i, I do and uh, um and I, I i say probably like the boredom aspect has a little bit to do with it but also like just um because we are so isolated you kind of if you want to do music, you have to kind of be good. Yeah. If you like, cause, cause it's <laughs> yeah. like, cause it's so, so expensive. To, like we would talking about it, it's so expensive and so far away to go anywhere or do anything. So you have to already be at this kind of hopefully trying to, you're hopefully kind of at this level where things are good enough with that. You can justify doing that. So, yeah. Now mm. I was just kind of thinking about it and I feel like, and this could just be my perspective. So you can tell me if it's right or wrong, but it seems like there's a real Renaissance with um, like products of New Zealand. And it kind of reminds me of like British comedy here in like, I'd say like the eighties and nineties where it just was like everywhere you went. And now it's like um, with, with, um, mm kind of after the Lord of the Rings and then you got Taika Waititi mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Fly the Conquerors. Is it, is it, is it that we just didn't know about it? It was that type of thing always there or, <laughs> you know, is the creativity higher now in New Zealand or are we just finding out about it? I think I, well, I, I, I don't know, but uh, in particular, but um, I think it's always been here and um it's been like a part of our culture that's just now kind of, you know, Hollywood has discovered Taika Waititi and he's, he's now he's making Star Wars movies and um, Marvel movies and stuff, which is pretty unreal and fly the Concords are winning Grammys. And yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, I think like we New Zealanders are actually pretty bad at recognizing that sort of stuff until um, it's internationally recognized. Uh, um, we kind of have like, you know, our culture is, is um, we're kind of humble but proud people who like to kind of shoot down anyone who's trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, we call it tall poppy syndrome, where it kind of if anyone grows above the bunch, then we chop them down, <laughs> um, which is a really like is a kind of not not such a great thing about our culture. But um, um, 
but you know when when someone starts doing well internationally we're like oh yeah yeah we we love we love them and yeah, yeah. start to claim them again yeah it sounds That's very funny. like uh, very much like a family to me, where like you can sh- you can shit on your 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 family members anytime, that, but you know when someone totally. does something good, you're like, yeah, that's my brother or whatever. But yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's that's the sort of mentality. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Mm. So, um, has music always been something that you've been into? Like, like what age did you kind of get started? Mm. Um, we I didn't really grow up. Um, in so much of a music household my my grandfather was a jazz guy and so he had just like we would go to his house and he would just have racks and racks of jazz cds and cassettes and vinyl records of different things um but my parents not so much um but when did i get into music i um i started learning to play the drums um at kind of an early age which was really fun but it didn't quite click with me and it wasn't until i was 13 i think i started learning guitar um that i really kind of had a eureka moment and that kind of coincided with me discovering a whole lot of music that i'd never heard of before like for example the beatles and like so hearing the beatles for the first time it was kind of like almost i can like pinpoint that that exact moment to almost be like my epiphany um to to being like wow i love this whatever this is like and i want to listen to this all the time and i want to be part of this and i want to be making it and 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 so and when i discovered guitar as it like and started playing guitar as opposed to playing the drum kit i i had an instrument that it didn't feel like practice to play anymore. And I could just like watch TV and walk around the house and be carrying it with me and like mm-hmm. be practicing while I just did stuff and like be learning my Beatles songs. And yeah, it was, it was kind of that, that sort of early teenage years that I really discovered music and then things slowly grew from there, I would say. It's funny. Like, I feel like every, I feel like everyone who's really into music, either as a, a listener or someone who performs, it's always the teenage years where they kind of had that eureka moment. And mm. like, I, I remember, you know, I, I grew up in the early nineties. So it's like all grunge all the time. Nice. I remember when that first Nirvana smells like teen spirit song broke, like first time I saw it on MTV and was like, wow, wow. there's nothing like this. And it was so wow. different. And I, I think that was, and it's, it's it's so weird because like now it's played on like classic rock, which <laughs> yeah, super pisses me off. But what are you gonna do? Um, so but yeah, funny. it's so funny how like just that one moment you can kind of trace. Mm, it. Mm. It's so funny that like when you heard that song, you there was something special about that song that just like clicked with you. Well, I mean, it's yeah. a very angsty, angry song. I was a teenager, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And it was so like everything else. Like at, at that point, I was really into like um, hair metal and heavy metal. So it was like, yeah, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and everything was mm. um, like overproduced. You know, it was how fast mm-hmm. you can play the notes, and Nirvana was mm. just how loud it can be. You know, it was kind totally, of, totally. Yeah. 
but oh. there's 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 a there's a dip there or something eh, that resonates or like a soul to it something yeah in that in, in that song that like all in a lot of the nirvana stuff it's kind of just like it's not just impressiveness is it it's like not just like technical ability there's some there's like a soul or a heart aspect about that stuff that yeah you know that's like a perfect way of describing it. it's like sure it may only be power chords and like you know whatever but they mm. expressed more with so little than, mm. you know. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, so <laughs> the one thing that I always ask people, because we get a lot of kind of like up and coming artists or, or, or lesser known, and it's so hard to like, again, back, back in my day, um, mm. but you go into mm-hmm. a record store and there'd be rock, rap, country, and r&b and those are like your four mm-hmm. options mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. You, you can't really group musicians that way anymore so i always ask mm-hmm. if you were on tour with a known mm-hmm. music like what who would you be on tour with that would make sense that like our listeners could kind of be like oh i like that person and kind of give mm-hmm. them like a better perspective mm-hmm. totally um i know it's hard i i really feel you i feel like um they always these days they say genre is dead you know like everyone's just yeah making stuff um which is cool if i was on tour but that's a that's a great question i think it's a good way to put it um i i really love um that guy from new york porches um Mm -hmm. i really love and also um frankie cosmos um I think there's a there's a cool scene there. I really love Blood Orange, um, so maybe like the, the these artists are kind of, I guess in the big umbrella of indie music, but um, but maybe to the left hand side of that or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a weird. It's, it's never a good. One. It's never an easy yeah. question. I'm always just fascinated nah. to hear what hear what but, people say. Yeah, but I think like um, I'm really inspired by like those artists that are currently making stuff because um, they're doing like that. Yes, they're making indie, but it's modern. It feels new yeah. and very artistic. So yeah. When I was listening to uh, your stuff earlier, it it didn't doesn't sound like, but it made me think of uh, Beck. Like, it, mm, you know, mm. just I, I don't know whether it's just that the video was kind of like you and, you know, singing over the, the backing tracks, which just kind of is a very Beck like mm. thing. But that's just kind of the, mm, mm. the area that my head went to. Hopefully uh, that's not an insult. I, I, I love Beck. <laughs> no, oh. no, no, no. I love Beck. And, and I think like if there, there was like, um, yeah, I'm very, very inspired by Beck. And I, I especially especially um the sort of career that beck has you know it's like so diverse but Mm -hmm. like everything he makes is intrinsically beck you know like um it's so different everything he makes but you it always sounds like beck so and um i would personally love to have a career like that where you get to just make stuff that you feel like but like still has a unifying factor um and that's really and tough to I, do without making it all sound, you know, um, just like a copy of the other songs that you do. Exactly. I mean, 
he there, there was that morning phase album which was like a little bit close to sea change but but really um um very beautiful in its own way um and I, even when i was coming up with a band named Merck, i wanted it to be like beck because it's just like one short little syllable that's just like a, a character boom. No, that's, that's funny i didn't, didn't like it makes yeah. a lot of sense i didn't make the connection at the time but yeah yeah totally yeah that's mm. cool. um yeah so when you start writing a new song are, are you more mm. apt to kind of focus on lyrics or do you you know mess excuse me mess around on your guitar like where where do you kind of even be begin your process mm. i mean it usually begins like kind of i mean it's always different i'm sure everyone always says that um but like it's always different um usually starts kind of late at night on my piano or my guitar and um the iphone voice memos are a big part of um, you know i hear more and more process. people say that yeah 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 i think i just really they um i just like yeah it's just nice to be able to just capture things very easily and i also really love the sound of them they're kind of bad sounding but the, they've got something about the compression and the eq makes it everything sound very intimate and sweet i don't know um but yeah so that's a big part of it and i really love personally um to have a very strong song um before i s start recording it because so i'm like a home producer or like this is my studio that's my house um yeah and so the temptation is always to like kind of just like be bumming around on on my computer and like just playing and um building stuff out of there but that i find can be like a endless pursuit of like chasing my tail um mm -hmm. and so like i really love to have a really strong song um yeah. because then the, and because I, I i think like that at the end of the day that's like what matters most is like is there um are, are, are there words that mean something is there a, a melody that people can latch onto and is there a structure that people can follow um and then you've kind of got the foundations for something cool and like right. and, and then you can with uh, then i can jump on my computer and start decorating this house but like i don't want to pick the color of the curtains before i have a Strong before foundation. you get the windows installed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a good that's a good uh reference but you know it's also making <laughs> like the, the polar opposite and i've been watching a ton of these videos on youtube is um these guys that will loop stuff and it it, mm. it feels so um like in the moment i don't know whether they practice this um, of course they mm. practice it but like i don't know how much of it mm. is like, thought ahead of time and it feels like in in you know 15 seconds they have like all their their backtracks and then a sick track yeah i know yeah. it's pretty amazing and maybe maybe i think like i mean the that the, the process i just described has been the process for this most recent record and maybe my path of growth is kind of you know forgetting about that and then trying something different and yeah yeah i don't know now is that something that you tend to do a lot where you kind of like well that's how i do it i'm gonna to throw that away and go in a completely new direction and, and try and like you know, push yourself um, to find something new? Yeah, yeah. Well, it has been at least. Like, yeah. I've done, I've finished two albums now, and so I haven't had enough experience 
we're developed a pattern of that yet but like mm-hmm. um between the my first and second album was definitely a process of that so like my first album is very guitar based and fun and um uh yeah very light-hearted and fizzy um and it was like i made i just made it in my bedroom yeah or like the spare room of my parents house um and yeah making the second record was like a very much a big um process of like unlearning because i i really liked what i made in that first record but i felt like i had made it and so i didn't need to make any more of that um and so I, it was quite like, you know, like demolishing that or like not demolishing it, but it's like taking it down and like re-examining every part of it and then like building something new out of that, which was quite a lengthy process, but like a really valuable one, I think. Now, mm. we're, we're, you know, Nibri are here. We always tend to agree to do things before we know how. Um, mm. Mm. That seems to be our MO. Now, when you were doing... <laughs> kind of your second album and you're kind of doing that reconstruction was there something that like you wanted to do that you didn't know how that you kind of had to like learn on the fly totally totally um yeah i feel like i'm always like my vision is over here but like my ability is kind of trying i have to grow to get there um yeah and it was definitely that i think for this record it's um a lot more honest and it's a lot more simple which is actually like sounds like it would be easier but it's, it's actually has it was at least a lot harder because like i found with my first record i was actually kind of the production is very fun and exciting but i found that i was actually hiding my true feelings behind all of this fun and doing like a classic new zealand thing like downplaying my emotion and like um playing it cool but um with the second record was a process of kind of like having to know myself well enough that I could articulate these big ideas simply in just like a few syllables, you know, like it's um, so funny. Cause it's like going back to that Nirvana thing. It's like saying more with like, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. And so that, that was like the emo of this, I would say of this yeah. album is like, um, yeah, knowing, knowing the concept well enough or knowing the topic or knowing myself well enough, which is this big, these big things, like, so that you can articulate it very simply in the production and in the lyrics and the whole thing. Mm. So it sounds like uh, your music's very personal to you. Do you find some of it hard to play because it's like too, too much of your emotions that are too sensitive? Mm. Is that kind of like mm. a thing? Um, I haven't, I mean, like, I find it, I do find it weird. Yeah, and like a little bit, but like there's that's also kind of what's exciting about it as well. It's just kind of like the fun of it is like I have something to lose here, I guess. Um, and like that that feels exciting, but yeah, also very scary and weird, very yeah, super weird when you're just talking about stuff. But like also like not everything is literally is as literal as it's not like my diary for example right. like it's not like um a person a word for word personal record but like um it's stories but it's like all come from a very sincere and earnest place mm-hmm. yeah so um 
I, I hate it's one of those things. It's like this is such the the elephant in the room lately is mm-hmm. the whole COVID situation. Now, what's it like in New Zealand? Are you guys open amongst your we are. Yeah. We we are we um have generally taken quite like a conservative approach. So um a year ago in March, um we went into like a very extremely, extremely strict lockdown. Um mm-hmm. And we have like a we have like a we have a tiered system of different levels of yep. um, lockdown, and so we went into our level four, which is our highest one. And so we spent a month at home, like extremely, extremely strict. And 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 since then, we've been largely COVID free, um, which has been amazing. And so we can we can go to shows and we can go to tours, like go play tours. Um, I was actually going. To, I had plans to go to South by Southwest um, last oh, year. Nice. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of ramping up. We were, I was actually going to be releasing my album last year. Like, yeah. And we're like, we were going to South by because there were la- labels that were interested in working with me and mm-hmm. like um, different things. Um, and we played the fundraiser show here in Auckland to like raise the money. And, um, and then like we were just about to go and it was like t- three days away and then boom, like South by is canceled. Auckland's going into lockdown and the whole world shut down. And it's like, Whoa, like my year just, and everybody's year, like just yeah. changed. It, it's so funny. Overnight. Like last summer I ended up doing so many interviews because everyone who had plans was suddenly free, you know, with nothing to do. Totally, and, and totally. it was always like, oh, I was uh, just wrapped up a tour or, you know, new album coming out. I remember, um, oh, man, I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but they were on tour in New York when like international travel was getting shut down and they were from England and they're like, we need to get home now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it was such Nally. a weird thing. But it, it, so, it sounds cool that you guys are, you know, open and playing shows and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. So we, we do, like, fluctuate a little bit between the different, like, alert levels. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so two weeks ago, like, my region just went, we had, like, one case in the community. And so to, like, um, so we all shut down really quickly and, like, tried to get rid of that. And then we opened up again. So it was, like, that sort of thing. Um but I think that's under control now. So we don't have any community cases, which is pretty cool. Nice. It's, I mean, mm. it sounds like you are all kind of working together, which I'm super jealous of because. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the, um, the oh, uh, no, nah, but I mean, like it, it's just so big. Like it's just must be so hard. You know, like we have 5 million people. And so, it's not, it's kind of just like having a family chat and being like, all right, guys, we've got to just do this. And then yeah. everyone's like, okay. And, 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 you know, like it's, there are people that, you know, disagree and don't play ball, but um, in general, yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, mm. So what about where, where you are? Where, like what's the latest? Um, right now they just, um, so we're, giving out vaccines to as many people as quickly as possible. 
Uh, mm-hmm. They're now, I think they're now doing 65 and over. They did first responders and medical staff and things of that nature. So I'm still waiting for mine, but mm-hmm. then just even that has caused the numbers to creep down really significantly. And amazing. So they opened restaurants to, they say full capacity, but you still have to keep a six foot dif- distance between tables. So it's still probably kind of like a 50% capacity, but it's, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, however you can to make it work. Um, mm. The town I'm living in is, is going forward with outdoor dining. Uh, cool. Which f- from a, you know, downtown standpoint, it, it's awesome, but uh, mm. we'll see if it continues. And the big, the big thing has been music is Mm. um like i said i I live right near plymouth rock and it's a big tourist community so Mm. there's i think i counted one day and there's over 40 bars within a mile stretch of these two particular roads and most of them have music at least three nights a week Mm. and so there's tons of musicians in this area and you know so they've been out of work for a year plus and wow they, they opened it up and so musicians started playing and booking gigs and then right away they were like whoa 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 we didn't mean to do that and they like backed it up and so Mm. there's been like this real weird moment because even the so the governor even said that it was probably gonna be like another two weeks but like people have already booked gigs so some gigs are going on and just being like real hush hush about it so it's it's just a very strange wow yeah so strange yeah. so strange yeah i mean it's, it's it's so weird to think about what it's it's gonna like what's happening to the like music industry in general um and the music community um super strange like i played my friend's wedding i was in the party band for my friend's wedding this weekend and yeah. um, i just like felt the rustiness of not having played a gig in a year you know like i just felt yeah. so out of practice it just like oh it was so such a weird feeling and i think that's like the entire world like of music oh musicians time, right now yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we started um uh i think it was january we started doing uh weekly live streams of musicians and you know we partnered with a, a liquor store in town here and we do it from the liquor store and mm. uh so the musicians come in, we put up a Venmo and try and get them, you know, tips and, you know, people help support mm. local music. And it's so funny because they're all, they're all like panicky coming in. They're like, I haven't played, I haven't played. And they're forgetting mm-hmm. lyrics and forgetting songs. And it, yeah. Yeah. But it's been a lot of fun because we just, I mean, we're not very serious people. So we just kind of like have a laugh and, and mm, fun. You know, soldier forward. Um, but Sounds uh, wholesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's wholesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, but it, it's, and all the musicians have like really, they're like, you guys make it feel so comfortable and just because cool. we're super serious and it's not, mm. like something when it, it becomes like sort of practice, but mm. not really, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, have you been doing any of the live stream type things that a lot of musicians have been doing? Mm-hmm. A little bit. I did more so last year when like um, New Zealand was in a really intense lockdown. But yeah, I have been doing a little, little bits and bobs here and there. You know, like if it's Bandcamp Friday, I might just like 
do one to kind of um, help share about like the album pre-orders and different things. Yeah, it's been. Yeah. I've I've actually really I actually really loved doing that. Um, and it's like a in some ways like obviously not in all ways, but like in some ways it's like almost more intimate than yeah performing yeah. with people because you they can just talk to each other and talk to you while you're playing your songs and like yeah i don't know not often do you like in a live setting you don't just have people talking to you and right. you talk back to them and like yeah it's kind of cool yeah and um, i think that's kind of one of the things that like we've really found that the musicians liked is so you know they're kind of set up away from us uh to be covid friendly mm-hmm. and uh so i'll mic myself and i'll be the one monitoring the um Mm. the facebook feed and so i'll be able to be like oh this person says this and you know chit chat back and forth and so mm. it is that kind of you know very intimate you know hang with mm. yeah direct direct kind of feed into yeah which can be weird when you're like playing a song and you're just like seeing all these comments coming like like it's like quite <laughs> weird but like um super cool in its own way Sure. yeah so so our our most recent screw up we uh we had a band in and uh they have a, a female singer but she doesn't sing in all the songs and so my producer had muted her mic because she was not playing a song at that moment or singing a song at that moment and then he stepped away from the board and i had no idea he did it so she stepped back on and it was um Oh, was it True Colors? It was definitely a Cindy, Cindy Lauper song. Yeah, wow. She, it was about three seconds before the song was over, and I happened to look at the chat, and it's just like, can't hear her, can't hear her. Is this an instrumental? <gasps> What's going on? And I'm like, oh. Oh, no. But there, to her to her credit, she was super cool about it. and you know. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's the way it goes, though. It's like it's, the tick issues on the live stream are always the thing, you know? Um, yeah. So the new album is it? It's it'll be out by the time this episode goes out for sure. Um, cool, cool. Do you have plans to follow it with a tour? Like what's mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. that going to be like this year? We're going to be doing a New Zealand tour, um, and with the hopes of getting overseas later yeah. this year or early next year. Um, but yeah, we'll be um. We'll be setting off down the country, which will be super fun. Um, and yeah, it's out April 9. So it's probably out by now if you listen to this. Yeah, if you're um, listening to this, it'll definitely be out by then. So, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. So have you, you've, you said you toured overseas before. Is, mm, that, mm-hmm. is that like a whole nother mess of problems because I, I, I can't remember i was talking about someone in it and it's a youtube personality who's, who's gone on tour i think they're from finland and we're touring here in the mm. u.s a couple of years ago and i'm like i can't do you ship everything over like how like how do you even start with that oh it's it's like a hustle it's a hustle um you just like bring whatever you can in your luggage um put your clothes in your backpack and um and then hope to find a drum kit on the other side <laughs> and, like, <laughs> yeah like just like try and borrow as and like ask as many favors as you can and um yeah it can can be quite the hustle but um it's it's like not like what i love what like 
sounds so cool about the you guys in the states is that you know you can almost jump in a van and then tour non-stop indefinitely because you can sure. just do the whole mm-hmm. thing and then do it again yeah um and so but for us it's quite a big deal and like but there is lots of amazing funding here in new zealand from the government to, to go do like international touring and oh really things. um yeah yeah it's really cool um oh, that's neat um they kind of really see, like you know they see that that there is actually like a benefit in investing in the arts like because like when you get a taika waititi who's like you know done such great things for new zealand like, all of a sudden like that investment kind of makes like sense you know? peter jackson mm-hmm. i mean peter how, jackson how yeah. much tourism has he brought it's got to be incredible oh quite a lot <laughs> quite a lot yeah yeah do you, do cool. you get tired of answering lord of the rings questions <laughs> i mean like nah i like lord of the rings a lot and um yeah. and i'm um, yeah i think it's, it's it's cool i didn't like the hobbit as much but um, oh, it wasn't because it wasn't as good <laughs> yeah, yeah it just wasn't <laughs> yeah but um i i am not i i'm a i'm a fan nice um mm. so since we're talking films and you have videos like how much like, do you do videos because you have to? Is it something that you're interested in? And like, no, I, I think it's a, yeah, it's a great um, art form and something that I'm kind of like diving more and more into. Like, yeah, um, throughout the like every throughout making music videos, I've kind of become more and more involved. And until now, I've kind of almost started doing them, like now directing them alongside like some people who know how to work camera and things but yeah it's super fun i've been loving it you know it's such a fun time because anything you want to do you can spend you know a day or two like poking around on youtube and be like i I know enough to at least get my feet wet and start messing around and exactly exactly yeah super fun super fun like i think um i made one of the videos for a song called god and um i like just like it was me filming a old crt tv with like and like just running all this footage through like vintage glitch effects units and um yeah. and um i had no idea what i was doing at the start of it but like like you say like i, I just like sunk the time in and i just like was up till 2 a.m and you know like just to to it like just messing around and like had so much time to have fun and experiment and then like edit some weird thing together um yeah super cool and it's so funny we'll like you just made me think like because we're always doing new stuff and so we've been shooting on some green screen and the most obvious thing cool. that like it's so obvious where you're like what was i even thinking like okay mm. don't wear a green sweatshirt in front of a green screen like <laughs> it's not the same green but it's green enough totally and totally. then you're like oh love it yeah so it's it's That's always funny. it's and it's fun like I, I suppose Mm. if it wasn't fun i wouldn't do it right totally and it's yeah i find it fun to be like bad at something you know like have something that like or like you don't know and like kind of um be learning it's quite quite cool yeah that's interesting it's fun to be bad at something because i feel like it's you learn more faster when you're bad Mm. you know Mm. totally then you kind of hit that plateau and also like yeah Totally. And also, but it, it also like gives you like a perspective that like a pro wouldn't have, 
you know, like someone who's um, super technically capable and knows everything, knows all the rules and like rules, right. you know, like, but if you don't know how to do something, you can just like make stuff and like follow your heart a little bit. Like when I, you know, like oftentimes you hear people who don't know much about music, but they've written a song and it's just like, whoa, how did, how did you come up with that? Like, yeah, because they just, doing what they feel whereas like you know if you have a musical knowledge you, you already know the rules and like subconsciously i guess you kind of like have you like playing by those rules a yeah, little bit this but is where the chorus that, goes yeah exactly exactly yeah. but if you don't know all of that stuff you're just doing what you what feels right and like it's kind of cool that's cool man uh yeah. so where can our listeners go to find your music or socials and all that sort of promoting it's stuff? um it's like at Merck's cool songs is most of the socials. Merck Perk is my Instagram, and um, but yeah, just Merck on Spotify, Apple Music, all the streaming platforms, YouTube, all, all those music places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Bandcamp is you know obviously the best way to um. Yeah, I've heard Bandcamp artists. seems to be the the one that really stands out as far as taking the least or or giving you guys the most or or that sort of mm, thing. Mm, totally. Yeah, it's like kind of just like a direct to artist um, thing, which is really, really cool. Um, but yeah, come say hi and um, flick me a message if you if you want. I like chatting and nice. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you taking the time, man. It was a, an absolute pleasure. Oh, when, uh, thank you. When you actually get to the United States, if you hit the Boston area, let me know. I know, I know, guys with some drum kits. <laughs> oh, cool. Very cool. I would love. I, I will be hitting you up for that. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, sure. Andy. Awesome, man. So fun to chat. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening today. We'll catch you guys again next week. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. You can find us on all social medias at inebriart or on Instagram at inebriart6. You can email us at inebriart at yahoo.com. And make sure you listen to the other podcasts on the inebriart podcast network, including Bar Talk, Old Colony Cast, Retro Redoctopus, America's Hometown Horror Podcast, and our newest one, Theme Park Legends, a podcast about working at theme parks. What else? And we'll catch you again next time.